Does anybody get surprised with the kind of stuff they can sell in the stores? I don't mean like anything bad, but I'm talking about like just bad products. Like stuff that tastes disgusting. Talking specifically in the food section. But I went to, um, the, 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 by my gym, there's a Dollar General, right? And I'm, I'm someone who's pretty into fitness. If <laughs> looking at me, you wouldn't be able to know that, but, but I am into it and I, I'm trying to get a little bit more, um, in depth and continually going, you know, doing the things you're supposed to do. So I go to Dollar General and I see this entire section of protein bars and, and people always eat protein bars like that stuff is it's common you know way to get your protein and somebody I work with Ethan shout out to Ethan if he's listening he's always eating these protein bars and I'm like okay if, if Ethan can choke it down it must not be that bad so I got two of these protein bars they had a little cookie on the front it's like a little Oreo cookie and you'd think that a little Oreo cookie would mean that it tastes like an Oreo cookie when no it in fact doesn't. Oh my goodness. The stuff tastes so terrible that I almost wish that that dream that you have where like your teeth are clamped together and then when you try to pull them apart, they just come out and like your entire mouth is just ruined because that is disgusting. Oh my goodness. Just thinking about it makes me want to throw up. Like I, I just wish my mouth was ruined after that. Actually, it was ruined after that. I wish that I could just go back and, and not do that and not make myself hate myself for what I did but that that got me to thinking man isn't it weird how us humans have so many different tastes like Ethan he can eat that kind of stuff and he's fine he probably doesn't love it I mean I don't know if if I had to have him choose between ice cream and dirt in a stick he'd probably choose ice cream because oh my dirt on a stick is just a, a nice way to say that stuff is repulsive terrible so if you guys maybe have a protein bar that you think might actually be better than what I just tried, um, yeah, definitely send that to me, okay? Because I want to know. Uh, but yeah, we we all have different tastes. Um, there's somebody specifically in mind. Actually, my girlfriend she she does not like raisins. Raisins. Actually, that in your entire family, Carter, all of them, they 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 don't like raisins. What is wrong with raisins, guys? Raisins are nature's candy. It's like God smiled down from the heavens on us in this sin-cursed world, and he's like, hey, don't you worry, guys. I will give you blessings. And those blessings came down as raisins. Disclaimer from Ben in the editing chair. Yeah, I, I realize now that I'm replaying this that raisins don't come from God. They are a dehydrated fruit that man made. But hey, um... It's still a blessing that we know how to do that, I guess. I, I guess I kind of was a little bit too into the joke and a little too tired to care. Um, well, there you go. There's your disclaimer. So let me get back to my Raisin Rant before the episode actually starts. Man, my mouth is watering just thinking about raisins. I want raisins now. Yeah, she, the, she doesn't like raisins. Her family doesn't like raisins. Her extended family doesn't like raisins. I don't understand that. But one of the first things I remember um, about her... That I, that I learned about her is that she liked salt and vinegar chips. What? Why, why do you hate your mouth, guys? Why? 
If you hate raisins, the sweetness, the, the, mm, the, 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 I can't even describe it. You know what raisins are. Raisins are an entire genre of taste because that's what they deserve. And salt and vinegar chips deserve to be buried in a shallow grave and forgotten about. What in the world? Why would you do that? Why would you do that to your own taste buds? You know, and I, I hear this argument a, a lot to combat what I'm saying. I, I like dill pickle chips. Those are pretty good. I like those. And I hear all all the time from her and her cousin that, oh, well, if you like pickle chips, why don't you like salt and vinegar chips? Simple, because salt and vinegar chips are pickle chips without the stinking pickle in it. Pickles have a distinct flavor. Man, what am I talking about? Oh, yeah, I'm going on a rant about food. But, oh, my goodness. Just just the taste in your mouth of pure death. That is salt and vinegar chips and these protein bars. I, I, I really like the first opening five minutes of this show now. It's so much fun to talk about whatever I want to talk about. But actually, today we have some interesting things to talk about. And that is, we're going to learn specifically what is the opposite of faith. What is the opposite of faith? And if I ask you right now what the opposite of faith is, the chances are you're you're going to say something different than what the answer actually is, which is interesting because everybody probably thinks they have the idea of what the opposite of faith is, but it's 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 just it's it's a very interesting thing to talk about. So I hope you stay tuned to the end to hear what the opposite of faith is. chapter 8 today, and I have an interesting topic today because this is, um, it seems like something that would be common sense, but for some reason it hit me. It, it hit me really hard when I did this Bible study. What is the opposite of faith? Now everybody has an idea on what that is when we first ask that question, and oftentimes we go to a certain answer that I don't think is correct. At least I used to go to a certain answer, and maybe you did too. So today we're going to debunk what is the opposite of faith, okay? So let's pray, and then we'll get started. Dear Heavenly Father, God, I thank you for everything you are and everything you do. And, oh, dear Jesus, I pray that you please help my mouth, God. I've been talking for um, a long time now. I've recorded a lot of things, God, and I'm just kind of scatterbrained. I just pray that you please help me to zone in, God, and say exactly what you want me to say. And also help the listener, God, whether it be that they're listening today when it releases or God years in the future I just pray that you please help them help them to open up their hearts and minds to whatever you have to say to them today God and I thank you for everything you are and everything you do in Jesus precious name amen okay we're gonna be in Matthew Matthew chapter 8 if you're there okay so this is the question which I've already said but I'm gonna say it again what is the opposite of faith have that answer in your mind, and we're actually going to figure out what the biblical answer for the opposite of faith, what that is. We're going to begin in Matthew chapter 8, verse 23. Let me get my Bible here. And when they had entered into the ship, his disciples followed him. And behold, there arose a great tempest in the sea, insomuch that the ship was covered with waves, but he was asleep. And his disciples came to him and awoke him, saying, Lord, save us, we perish. And he saith unto them, Why are ye fearful, O ye 
of little faith. Then he arose and rebuked the winds. Rebuked. <laughs> he rebuked the winds and the sea, and there was a great calm. Okay, so verse 23, I just wanted to read through it, and then we'll break down each verse now. Verse 23 states how Jesus went into the ship, and the disciples followed him. Right here. And when he f- went into the ship, his disciples followed him. Okay, so there's two things I want to point out here. One, they were following Jesus. They were following Jesus. They were doing what he, they were supposed to do. They, they were following him. He went to the ship. They said, God, I'm coming with you. I'm going on this ship. They were following Jesus. But the second thing I want to point out is they still had a lack of faith. And you'll see what I mean here later. But even though they were following Jesus, that didn't, that didn't give them an exception to lose their faith. And I want to point out that just because you are following Jesus, which I'm sure there are people here listening, just because you follow Jesus doesn't mean you don't have to grow your faith. Hey, the Bible says, let, let the man that thinks he stand take heed lest he falls. As soon as you think, hey, I'm all that, that's when you're going to fall. So realize, even if you are following God, you still need to grow in your faith. We all can grow in your faith. I don't care if you have been saved for six months or 60 years. We need to grow in our faith in God. And just because we're following God does not mean we won't fall to temptation and does not mean we won't lose our faith. That's interesting, isn't it? Okay, so let's move on. So the first point was they were following God. The second point here is they knew who to turn to in their distresses. Verse 25. Okay, so we'll, we'll read 24 again, but I want you to pay attention to verse 25. Verse 24 says, And behold, there, was a, there arose a great tempest in the sea, insomuch that the ship was covered with the waves, but he was asleep. And his disciples came to him saying, and awoke him saying, Lord, save us, we perish. Okay, so first they were following God. They were doing what they were supposed to do. Jesus said, follow me. They followed him. And even as they were following him, this storm came up. So realize that even if you're following God, there will be trials in your life and there will be things that will test your faith. They were following Jesus and there were still things that tested their faith. But, they did, but, but their faith... The opposite of their faith was not that they didn't know who to turn to. They still believed in God. They knew who to turn to because as soon as this, as soon as the storm came, they turned to God. So they were following God. So their faith wasn't that they didn't believe him because they believed him because they followed him. Their, the, their loss of faith wasn't that they didn't turn to him because they turned to him as soon as the floods arose. As soon as the storm came. So they followed God. The storm came. They turned to God as soon as the storm came. So where did they fall short? Where did their lack of faith come from? Because if you are following God, I promise you, things are going to happen in your life that are going to challenge your faith. So you can turn to God or you can follow God and things will arise and challenge your faith. And you can turn to God with still a lack of faith. 
Hmm. That's interesting then. Where is, because we all know the story. He says, O ye of little faith. The opposite of faith is not unbelief because they believed. If you're saying I'm really struggling with my faith, the opposite of faith is not unbelief. So what is it then? Because they believed and you might believe and you still might be feeling that you're struggling with your faith. Because they believed and they were still struggling with their faith. So what then? What is the opposite of faith? So point one is that they are following God. Point two is that they knew who to turn to in their distresses. They understood all of that. They believed God. They followed him. They turned to him when, they, when the floods arose and the, and the uh, waves came. But they fell into fear, and that's point three. Even though the disciples knew where to go, even though they knew who to turn to, even though they followed him, they ultimately didn't have the faith, not because they didn't believe in him, but because they feared. Not because they didn't follow him, but because they feared. And ultimately, their fear does fall back on they didn't have faith that what God says is going to come true. They didn't have faith in him. But it's not in so much that they were like, no, we don't have faith in you, God. We don't want to follow you. We don't want to turn to you. We, we don't want that. That's not, where their, that's not where their lack of faith came from. Their lack of faith came from, hey, God, we're turning to you. Hey, God, we're following you. But God, I don't have the faith to, that you will pull through. Their lack of faith came from their fear, and you can see that. In verse 26, it says, And he saith unto them, Why are ye fearful, O ye of little faith? Then he arose and rebuked the winds and the seas, and there was a great calm. I want to point out that their lack of faith did not come because they, they didn't follow God, because they followed him. Their lack of faith didn't come from that they didn't turn to God, because they, they turned to him. Their lack of faith came from the fear. Why are ye fearful, O ye of little faith? Why are you afraid? Hey, I got you. Hey, I've proven myself over and over again. I've proven myself to you so many times. Why are you afraid? Ladies and gentlemen, we need to get a hold of our fears because our fears is what we need. Because our abundance, because our abundance of fear proves our lack of faith. And we might be following Jesus, guys. These people were following Jesus. Hey, I know that when I'm following Jesus, that doesn't inherently mean that my faith is strong. I know that for a fact. Because there are times where I'm reading my Bible and I still don't have the faith that I need to have. There's times where even when my distresses come and even when my floods or my, my waves come and my storms come in life. Because guys, even though we're following God, they still will come. God never promised us a perfect life, but he promised us a perfect savior to walk us through this life. The storms will arise. And when the storms do arise in my life, there's still a lack of faith sometimes. And it's not unbelief. That is oftentimes, if you would have came to me a week ago and asked, hey, what is the opposite of faith? I would have said unbelief. I would have. But that's not the opposite of faith. 
Inherently, the opposite of faith is fear. The opposite of faith is not trusting God that he will take care of us. So ultimately, that does fall back on, God, I don't believe you. God, I don't believe that, that you have me in the palm of your hand. God, I don't believe that all things are working out to the good to them that love you. That is ultimately what's happening. But that's the root of the problem. The root of the problem is unbelief. But what shows is your fear. Fear is the fruit problem. Unbelief is the root problem. So inherently, yes, the opposite of faith is unbelief. But it's not that you don't believe God because they believed God and they followed him and they turned to him when they needed help. The opposite of their faith was their fear. That their fear overtake them. And they probably thought they believed in God because they went to him. They followed him. But the opposite of their faith, the reason why they were called out for their lack of faith was because of their fear. And in a world of uncertainty, it's easy to fear, isn't it? It honestly is. I get fearful sometimes. I'm growing up. I, have, I, I need to be ready to support a family. I need to build my bank account. And I have fear sometimes that maybe my future won't be covered. I get those fears. And you know what? That comes from unbelief. That comes from not having faith. The root of my problem, yes, is unbelief, but that shows through my fear. We need to get control of our fear. And how do we get control of our fear? From the root problem that is our unbelief. So the opposite of fear, guys, is not saying, God, I don't believe you. It's more subtle than that. It's our fear. God, I believe you, but look at this. Look at my circumstances. Look at all the things that, that I see. Look at, look at the way that I perceive things. Guys, that is the opposite of faith. And God is saying, hey, don't worry about your circumstances. I got you. Look at all the times I provided for you in the past. Look at all the times that I'm providing for you right now. I, you, have, you have a house to live in. You're breathing. You might, your financial state might not be the best, but hey, I have you. You know what? You might have problems in your marriage. Hey, I pulled through for you in the past, and if you just turn to me, I'll, I'll save you from it. But you need to have faith. You need to not fear. They followed God. That's great. You're supposed to follow God. They turned to him when their storms came. That's great. You're supposed to do that. But don't fear. Understand, God has it. God has the whole world in his hands, and he promises that even though it might not be perfect, even though the, the problems in our life are real because of the sin, the sin-cursed world, God says, I have you. And all things will work out for the good to them that believe. Don't fear, guys. Do not fear. Understand that God has your back. And understand that the opposite of faith is not saying, God, I don't believe you. It's the fear, and the fear subtly comes. The fear subtly comes, which is a form of unbelief, as I said before. But it, it slides under our radar because we're saying, no, God, I do believe you, but look at this. We need to get a hold of our fears. And when we get a hold of our fears, we'll be able to have better faith. 
God calls them out for not having faith because of their fear. So the only way to grow in our faith is to shrink in our fear. We can't be full of fear and faith. You can't serve two masters. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. These are all truths from the word of God. You need to get a hold of your fears, and I need to get a hold of my fears. And if we all can get rid of our fears, our faith will grow like wildfire. So let's get a hold of our fears today. Let's give up our life to God today and say, God, I don't understand. God, I won't be, I can't see my future. God, I don't know how you're going to provide, but God, you've proven yourself to me in the past and you'll prove yourself to me now. Because the only way to grow in your faith is to shrink your fear. And the only way to shrink your fear is to grow your faith. And as we end off yet another episode, I want to remind you of John 3.16. For God so loved the world, that's you, that's me, you can put your name in there, that he gave his only begotten son. Don't forget that you are loved by God. Don't let anybody tell you that you are not worth it because you were worth enough that Jesus Christ bled and died on the cross for you. And don't forget, you can follow me on Instagram and DM me with any questions, comments, or concerns you might have on this episode, and I will gladly get back to you as soon as possible. So until next time, God bless.